Recorded during the plague year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute podcast. Each week we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller The Andromeda Strain. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com, uh, The Apollo 13 Minute, Airport Minute, and The Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Sean German of Spinal Tap Minute, Groundhog Minute, and The Next Scene. Welcome and back, Sean. Thanks, thanks so much for uh, spending the week with us here. It's uh, huh? I know that we've had thrilling excitement of watching a guy light a cigarette, and uh, only to have him. Uh, I don't know if he actually lit it because if I, uh, yeah, just just take it out and throw it away. <laughs> a good solid well, yeah, seventeen cents gone so, right there. <laughs> yeah, so it looked like he lit it um, on Wednesday today. It doesn't look lit. Well, and I was thinking about it overnight. I was kind of pondering the the break between minutes and i'm like if, if whatever they're looking at whatever they're sneaking up on lighting a cigarette at night wouldn't that kind of you know the, the light wouldn't that kind of like yeah um, yeah signaling the enemy know, that yeah, kind of signal the enemy exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i just i'm just amazed it, I, i'm just amazed that he bothered with the cigarette i guess he's not not big on thinking ahead that he's got to get back in the van and get in with all that fine electronic equipment yeah, well, you know, there's a, a $250 cleaning fee if you smoke yeah. in the van. So. <laughs> That's right. And they check. Yeah. They do check. Yeah. They do so, check. He's uh, been trying to cut it, down anyway. Yeah. So we get to our first, um, uh, well, I think it's the second special effect because the first one was the uh, uh, the night vision of uh, downtown Piedmont, New Mexico. But this one we get a, a little glass painting mm-hmm. of... Uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base uh, radar scoop control center and looking nice and uh, technical and stuff. Um, and a very you know and they've got that ticker going across with the with a synth uh, ticker mu- you know sound sound effect going as we were told that it's Vandenberg Air Force mm-hmm. Base California on February fifth and uh, scoop mission control. Um, later on in the movie, as you were saying, we when we start looking back on this, it's uh, April fourteenth, nineteen seventy one. So. All this happened as as they're reviewing it. It only happened about maybe sixty days earlier, mm-hmm. so it's a, a very tight time frame in where they're where they're you know conducting all this uh, this review of what happened. Um, I I just try to figure out how like it, it this this gives us a verisimilitude of uh, you know it, it's it really happened and this is what it looked like, but they really didn't use tickers on. Um, on television, as I recall, the only thing they would put up like a uh, a super. It would be kind of a static thing. Um, I don't recall there being a heavy ticker uh, information rolling across the bottom of the screen, at least in the seventies. Yeah, this is that's kind of a more recent uh, technology. Yeah, so I think it's it's trying to make it look more like a ticker tape, which they would be familiar with. Um, it's. Uh, Kind of a quiet night there on uh, on at Vandenberg. Um, I'm assuming that it's very late at night. I'm assuming it's like somewhere close, you know, midnight or, or beyond. Yeah. Um, but it's and, int- I like the it's interesting that when they give us this date and you refer to you know, they give us some other dates in the future that kind of bound everything and it contrasts it to we were talking the other day about more modern uh, plague films like Outbreak. Yeah. Um, that are more. You know, it's the the plague is spreading, and it's kind of a larger movie where this is very small. It's, um, 
you know, most of the action, you know, here we're at the, the Air Force Base, but most of what happens is in this town of Piedmont, which even when it had people, was only 68 people that we've heard. And through the most of this movie, it's going to be, uh, you know, about a half dozen. It's just going to be a very small team. So it's a very few number of people, uh, you know, for the main action in a very small area, even, uh, you know, a lab within the town and then um, or within the lab and then a very small time period. So everything's very small and it's, um, you know, relies that the tension is things could go big. They could affect more people. They could affect a larger area, could go over a larger amount of time. But but what's addressed directly in the film is a very small number of people in a very small space over a very short span of time. Um, and I think it, it's, um, it, it's like, a, you know, a compressed spring where it the, the tension, it makes it feel bigger because it's so small. Yeah, definitely. And you, you've always got the ticking clock going. There's mm-hmm. something, they've got to solve this problem before it gets bigger. I mean, that, that town, you think of Piedmont, we, we look down on it, and the, the one thing that you notice besides the church steeple is there seems to be a road going out of town. Mm-hmm. So you figure the mail comes there. There's there's a grocery store, so we know they probably get delivery. You know, somebody's bringing in the bacon and stuff like that. Farmers, people that shop in town, they might be coming in to pick up their mail, or maybe there's even a bank. Um, so it could get bigger a lot faster if they didn't do something about it. Um, but at the, at, at the moment, nobody knows any of the, any of that is happening. This is just another sleepy shirt, third shift, uh, night. We, we come across, uh, the third character in this movie, uh, Lieutenant Comro, who, uh, he's reading, you know, the sports pages and stuff and everybody else in the back Their their mission is accomplished already. They've already landed the scoop seven, uh, satellite. So they're just, you know, marking time to go home. Um, mm-hmm. I, so we're, we're coming in on a routine. And so until the routine is broken, this is just, just another sleepy February night at Vandenberg. Um, and from a, from a budget point of view, this is a great thing where they've turned it into a, a, a radio play. I mean, we're not going to see <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Shaw and, uh, and Sergeant, um, uh, I've forgotten his name already, but uh, yeah, the, the uh, sergeant, Crane, sergeant Crane, Crane, Sergeant yeah. Crane, yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, Sergeant Crane and, and Lieutenant Sean are—we're not going to see them anymore. We're just going to hear their voices through a speaker, which mm-hmm. allows allows us to get into theater of the mind, and so uh, we can imagine what they're seeing and what's uh, what's going on. And as we know, this movie—you know—movies don't take you to to say everything's fine, nothing's going on. Um, we've already been warned about the with the buzzards, mm-hmm. and uh, it, everything is kind of calm until uh, Lieutenant Sean mentions that he gets they get inside the town. We hear them driving into town, and he says, "Hey, it's it's kind of spooky." So uh, the Air Force guys look up and don't really, uh, you know, it's like, "Well, spooky isn't in our manual." Um, so we're we're getting a, we're getting the idea that. Uh, thing this is you know things are about to get very abnormal um do you have any uh, this this kind of precipitating event do you have any other movies that you enjoy their particular opening precipitating event oh you're putting me on the spot i'm sorry yeah Um, (laughs) well actually no there's this is a movie and i um the parallels may be forced but this is a movie that's been on my mind and actually we covered it recently on my podcast, the next scene, uh, Repo Man, 
okay, which yeah. which um, after about five minutes of both films, they diverge wildly. Um, but I feel the opening, um, certainly the, the credit sequences are, are similar in that um, the, the first three minutes of this film, of the, the credits, sort of the, um, the, the images of maps and, and documents and just sort of things are black with um, just some colored outlines. Uh, similar to sort of the, the radar scope images at the, at the opening sequence of Repo Man. And then that's got um, an initial sequence where um, a man is driving a car through the... And actually that, that film starts off in New Mexico as well, um, not too far from, from Piedmont. But uh, a man is pulled over, has a, 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 an initial incident with a, a motorcycle policeman, a motorcycle cop that pulls him over. Um, and it's similar to that, where the that that cop only plays in that first initial scene, similar to uh, Lieutenant Lieutenant Sean and, and Sergeant Crane here, um, in terms of, of characters that sort of kick off a film and then we don't see them again for the, the rest of the movie. So um, yeah, I'll put out Repo Man. It's yeah. is is a, a very a, one of my favorite uh, openings, beginnings to a movie, and one that's got a lot of similarities to. Um, I'd say that the first four minutes of that and the, the first six minutes here, um, a lot of similarities. Yeah, it really puts the hook in you for the rest of you know, this If it were a TV show, that would be the stuff that was shown just before the opening credits to, mm-hmm. to get you into it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking of um, the 1974 film Three Days of the Condor, where oh. um, uh, Robert Redford, is, uh, he works for the CAA and he works in a, a small uh, office that does research. They do background research on things. And he goes out for coffee, and uh, when he comes back, everybody's dead. And uh, it, this happens in the opening, like, five minutes of the movie, and it's just a little thing that you're just, you know, he's gone out for coffee, and he, he went out the back door, which he's not supposed to do because it's violating protocol. But there's a, you know, hit team comes in and kills everybody in the office, and when he comes back, he finds out that his whole world is upside down because he was just a low-level analyst, and all of a sudden he's involved in spy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um I do enjoy uh, the the opening kickoff and things, and we're getting they're kind of uh, mixing mixing metaphors here, but they're kind of teeing things up. Um, they're, they're bringing out the the special teams are, are already on the field, but it's uh, it's nice just a little hint of uh oh, uh, and and the uh ohs keep getting bigger and bigger through this. Um, yeah, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't say it's almost uh, you know sort of assumed. I can almost hear it in my head, even though he doesn't say, uh, you know, it's quiet here, too quiet. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say that too quiet. But you think, well, if, if you're in the military, quiet's usually good. Quiet usually yeah. means, um, you know, that the bad guys aren't around, nothing's going on. You 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 hope for quiet, but this is this is too quiet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's just he his his uh, spider senses are tingling on this. Uh, I I do like the guy at the toward the end of this minute. There's a guy in the background with a giant, you know, uh, uh, dad cleaver, big ward cleaver uh, pipe sticking out of his mouth. And when you know he says it's kind of spooky, and he turns up and he, he looks like he's going to grab his pipe and go, "What's that, son?" But he's just mm-hmm. like dead yeah. <laughs> center on the on the on the screen there. Um, interesting look at technology here. All the, uh, I mean, at the time. You can remember all the moonshot stuff was going on at the, at the same time. So 
you've got all those blinky lights in the in consoles and things and i'm i'm sure they turned up in other universal shows like search and uh um and six million dollar man for sure mm-hmm. <coughs> um the uh you know that that just seems to be you know how to tell you're within technology if there's lots of people in front of uh blinky lights so um uh he's got a uh you know, video screen with text on it. There's gigantic uh, pen plotters in the background that are decorating the walls. So it really, every everybody that was watching TV at the time had already been watching Mission Control. So this this is what a Mission Control should look like. Um, and it's just interesting telegraphing of the technology that we're going to be heavily involved in. Um, even those those old style uh, uh, ASR33 terminals that are behind the, the guys there spewing out chunks of paper uh so they can you know look back on what happened earlier um it's amazingly Mm -hmm. uh overstaffed for third shift i can't figure that out i mean there's the the ships already landed these guys don't need to be there anymore so i mean unless they're unless they're monitoring other satellites that's the only i could think of um it's uh yeah i have to admit i I, I don't don't know enough about uh about what was going on at this time that this the, the you know the space game in the early 70s to say uh but uh, i mean one guy's reading um you know maybe it's a harlequin no- novel or something a romance uh yeah he's got something yeah, I, in his I didn't hand. Know what, they kind of look up what that he yeah he's, he's kind of plowing through it they've all got coffee mugs and uh it's it seems like the dullest shift they're just there and nothing much is happening and i guess they're just waiting for a further shift to end um, it, and if it, the Vandenberg is particularly, it's a launch site. It's not a, uh, it's not a tracking site that any of this stuff would be going on with space command up in uh, Colorado, but you know, I guess California people know Vandenberg and it might as well, it might as well be run out of Vandenberg because that's where they're, there might be the closest ones they could get to where the satellite came down. Mm-hmm. Um, not uh, it, it it's mentioned in the book, but not in the movie, that Scoop 7 had come down at the wrong time, that they weren't expecting it to come down anywhere near uh, occupied territory. There, be It would be kind of in the uninhabited part of the desert, but there were some uh, navigational problems with it. So it came down. They were they were tracking it as, as it was coming in, and uh, the idea that it was going to land uh, in a, a populated area was uh, was a problem. So I'd, I'd strongly recommend if, if people haven't read the book to, to track it down. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's available on Kindle. Uh, a lot of people are asking for book recommendations. Reading the book version of this is really good. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty it, – it, the movie is every bit as good as the book and vice versa. A lot of times you'll have a, a kind of a, a dichotomy between the book and the movie. But the, if you enjoy the movie, you'd probably love the book. Mm-hmm. Um. Other other things about this minute. Uh, one thing that we're getting we're getting into here that we're going to see a lot in the movie is uh, Robert Wise loved the split diopter lens, and uh, by split diopter I mean the the lens uh, has two sides to it. One has a close up um, area, and the other side has a long focus area. So what you can do is you can spin that lens around, and make it so that the left half of the screen or the right half or the top or the bottom is in focus for something, a close object, and then it gently fades into the background. 
the uh, scene with Lieutenant Comro where he's reading the paper and talking on the microphone, mm -hmm. uh, you'll notice that on the left-hand side of the screen, he's in focus and clo in, in close. And then on the right-hand side of the screen, all those fellows in mission control, they're in focus on the, on the right-hand side of the screen. So uh, Wise plays with that a lot through this movie. He, he just loves the look of it. And we're going to see a lot of, you know, a coffee cup in the, in the foreground and a bunch of guys in the background that are all in focus. And you could probably have a drinking game based on how often you see a split diopter uh, shot. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's something we'll see. And then also the um, kind of having the, the focus of attention, something that's not in the room. Um, in this case, it's, um, you know, it's the, our lieutenant and sergeant who are on location, but we're, um, we focus on the speaker that their voices are coming out, out of. There's a, there's a quick shot of the speaker that's it's um it's catty corner between the wall and the ceiling so it's high up on the wall yeah. and then uh we see you know we see all the yeah the gentlemen at, at mission control they kind of look up from their their coffee cups and they all look up towards the ceiling um not that not that the men are there but that's where the voices are coming from um and yeah. we'll get we'll get some more of that uh, later on in the film and from a narrative point of view it really it narrows the focus and also limits our it's kind of like zooming in on things. You get more information, you're hearing them very clearly, but you're not getting a lot of information as to what's going on in the town or what's what's happening there. So you you tend to uh, pay attention to it more because that's the only source of information that you're getting for this particular scene. Um, very uh, very witty film craft. Uh, well, um, that's about all that happens in this in this particular minute. It's a uh, it's picking up. It's going to pick up speed, but uh, we're starting to get uh, glimmers of of things to come. Um, uh, Sean, what while we're we're doing this during plague time, what are you watching uh, in the way of movies and things as as we're sitting around make, making sure we're staying well? Did I lose you? Hello. Oh yeah. Oh, there you are. Um, sorry. sorry. I was I had my mic muted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so speaking of sort of procedurals, I've been uh, watching a, a a TV series Bosch. Oh. Um, based uh, main characters detective Harry Bosch, based on a series of novels that uh, come, come highly recommended from uh, a friend of ours, Dave Palace, um, who's been been pushing me to watch the show for quite some time so uh you finally bent under the pressure yeah since since i'm not going out it's uh been been watching just wrapped up with season one it's it's been pretty good it's um you know the um it's the 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 rogue cop who sort of plays by his own rules a little bit of a, a dirty harry type but uh but there's there's some twists there's, there's some differences to it so it's uh, it's been interesting Okay, I have to check that out. That's on uh, Amazon Prime, I think, right now. Yep, yeah, it's an Amazon Prime series. Okay, well, I will check that out. So, wow. yeah, I think I think season six came out recently, so I've got it's it's something I can start on. I've got uh, I'm not going to run out anytime soon. Yeah, years and years worth. Okay, that <laughs> sounds good information. Um, well, well, for folks uh, listening to uh, having caught previous episodes of, of our show here, you can find them always on uh, andromedaminute.com. Uh, you can also uh, find us on all the popular podcatchers like Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Play and Spotify and TuneIn and all, all the places you normally get them. Uh, for social media, we are available on Facebook at Project Wildfire. And you can find us on Twitter at Andromeda Minute. 
And Sean, where can people listen to all of your previous works? Uh, you could always find all my my the podcast that I'm hosting, and then um, shows like this where I'm a guest. Uh, I link all those from my main site, which is Cat and Sean. Dot org and that's cat with a with a c c a t and sean.org great and uh, for folks who would like to find th- if you're interested in this type of format uh, sean and sean and i both uh subscribe to uh, the movies by minutes movement which is available at moviesbyminutes.com at the time we're recording this there are over 150 uh different movies in the movies by minutes format out there so uh check that out moviesbyminutes.com chances are your favorite movies out there and if it isn't uh why don't you make your own movies by minutes show it's not that hard sean and i could do it so you can too we, <laughs> yeah we promise we'll listen to your show if, uh, if you tell us about it so uh, anyway check back with us here next week as uh, things are gonna start uh the wheels i think are gonna start coming off but we'll be here uh next week in the meantime please wash your hands uh, maintain personal distance and uh, hopefully we'll get all through this uh, very well uh right here on the andromeda minute Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.